0: Okay,
1: got it. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of So Problematic. This is your girl Cece. And Jay. And we have a special guest with us today. Go ahead, you. All
2: right, you guys. Listen, 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 listen up, (laughs) y'all. I don't bring people on this little podcast all the time, okay? I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. (laughs) But I don't. I don't. Because you know how I am. I'm protective. So, you know... (sighs) I brought my on here for lupus. So I'm bringing my god sister on here now. Ariana. Now, Ariana, I don't got no sisters. So I do see her as one of my sisters since I ain't gotten like a mom and dad and who they work like they're supposed to and gave me two brothers instead. But anyways, so Ariana is what I would say somebody who knows definition of purpose and she is what i would definitely just say i'm not only proud of her but if you really wanted to see and know somebody who not only listen to their calling and what they're called to do and their purpose in life but actually is walking in it that's her she is an rn she is a film director she is gorgeous as all hell as y'all can see um she is somebody that I think that once you get to know her you always want to be around her and so I'm excited for you guys to get into the mind of my god sister but also to be honest with you she's not the little Ariana I knew anymore she had definitely bloomed into a woman of many different levels so I'm intrigued to hear also like everything she's about to say so on that note we're gonna get into not only purpose, but also what is it like as a black woman in film directing. Because let's be very honest, we don't see much, we don't know much, and don't say rape. Right? We know everybody say rape. Right? We need <laughs> to hear some other names. Can you think of one? No, you can't. So that's no. guess what? Jason saying. So <laughs>
0: Ariana, De- about to say, definitely rare to have you know, you know, black as well as Hispanic as well. You know, it's I'm taking both. You know, ethnicities with me into the film industry. So it's definitely different. It's you don't see much women into this career. Um, You don't even see it was mostly a white dominated field. You know, for the most of the for for the remember, you know it was white men that controlled Hollywood. Right. And that's where, you know, they pushed the narratives for all of these types of, you know, stereotypes in Hollywood and stuff like that. It's whatever their lens, whatever they saw us as that's Mm. what straight out to the public. And they allowed people of other ethnicities to tell their own stories. So, Mm. um, so you know, now we're living in a day and age where we have these pioneers, Spike Lee, you know, who came and, you know, was breaking down the, you know, Denzel Washington, we had so many, so many, Halle Berry. We had so many people in the film industry that was breaking barriers for, for us, people like me, to get our voices out there and to tell our story. So, um, but as a Black, as a Black Hispanic woman, Um. Definitely, I. I don't know if there's much of people like me out in in the film industry. It's definitely rare. But you know, we take it one day at a time. We see
2: where it goes. Love that. Love that. Now with the Ariana, one thing is you start out your RN. You are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a
0: registered. I'm well. I well, I was. I um. (laughs) I went to school for nursing. I went to school for nursing. And um, I really thought nursing was gonna be my, my forever career. It's funny how, you know, nobody leaves nursing and go into something like, you know, film or in, you know, the film industry. Um, you, you just kind of advance in, you know, in your, your nursing. You could get your master's, become a nurse practitioner or, you know, I practice anesthesia. Uh, nobody really leaves it. Um, however, how I started um filming it was actually it's actually pretty uh pretty interesting um after the i kept getting dreams that i was so in 2019 i kept getting dreams that i was going to la mm-hmm. i kept that i was going to la and after that happened um i tried to go as a travel nurse i said oh maybe there's a there's something out in la for me so i tried to go as a travel nurse And I put in my resignation on February 2020. Uh, March 2020 was when the first COVID patient arrived in New York City, and I was the first nurse to take care of this patient. Um, Eventually I got exposed to the virus. I got really sick. I had to stay behind. And all my plans for travel nursing fell. I couldn't leave. They Mm -hmm. pulled because I had to see doctors and whatnot. So I had to stay behind and I was extremely devastated. And I kept thinking to myself, like, what was LA was all about? Like mm-hmm. I had all my plans sanctioned for LA and had all my plans fell. And then um, I had gotten a dream in April that I was going on to day shift. And I was at the time I was a night shift nurse and I decided to, and I didn't, I mean, it was very vivid. And then I would say like about three weeks later, I got a text message from my nurse educator that a day shift position was coming and I wow. was going to day shift. So I was like, whoa, whoa, these dreams, like, you know, I started realizing like these dreams were not just your average dreams. And mm-hmm. then next time I get the next dream that's that vivid, I was going to write it down. And the next time wow. I wrote it the next time I got a dream that vivid it was a dream of me standing on a stage and um I was in front of a big movie screen and it was thousands of people under me and they were all clapping for a movie that I just created mm-hmm. and um and and I woke up from the vision and I said Ari you created a movie right and it I was a little <laughs> puzzled because the- I didn't even own a camera. That's the part that was so crazy at the time. I only had my iPhone camera. (laughs) So (laughs) I decided to, um, my sisters were, you know, embarking on trying to do YouTube at the time. I picked up their camera. It wasn't long before that one, the moment I held the camera and it was just like, you remember like that so raven where she sees like her her goes like this and then she sees all these visions and stuff? Well, it was the same thing for me. I picked up the camera, I just kind of had that like that so raven moment where like I seen my movies, I heard it, I heard my movies, I knew how I was gonna start it off. And it was a gift. It was a gift. I realized it was, I was gifted for it. So I started to create and it wasn't long before that. Then people started to see my work and, um, and yeah, just film just took a life of its own. And here I am now film director.
2: Wow, (laughs) (laughs) Like
1: for real, like even. Okay. So I gotta go deeper into the whole purpose (laughs) part because when people have dreams sometimes they look past that and not realizing that that could be something that is shown as their purpose and like you have to even go and write it down to say hey let me write this down because that just happened and now i'm like you know what i mean so yeah, it's yeah. crazy because even for myself i've had those type of dreams before right. and now you're making me go back and think like i'm sitting here like like go back and think on this now <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, it's true you know <laughs>
0: All right So remember back in the days, um, kings used to have dreams, right? And they mm-hmm. used to advise men alongside them to interpret dreams because dreams were ways that they received messages from God. Yes. So honestly, like because we live in a day and age now where um science now has suppressed the spiritual part of us where it's like oh yeah spirituality but don't really focus on that just Mm -hmm. focus on the the mental and the physiological part because pharmaceutical companies cannot make money off of spirituality spiritual things are free spiritual healing is free so they don't put no emphasis on the spiritual aspect but Mm -hmm. when there's three components to a man it's the mind the body and the spirit right so it's so now we're seeing a day and age where people don't pay attention to dreams because dreams are a part of the spiritual man it's a part of the Mm -hmm. spiritual aspect of us so now we just ignore them but what's happening is people are suppressing these messages from god and i think god i found a way to, and, and I'm a believer of Christ. So I, you know, I acknowledge that it was Christ that gave me this vision and mm-hmm. orchestrate this destiny, this path for me. And a lot of people, I didn't have a camera, but I said, you know what, if that happened, then maybe this may have some truth to it too. So why not yeah. start? And then I went to go buy a camera and it wasn't before boom, it just came naturally. So yeah, definitely pay attention to your dreams. They're the ways that God speaks.
2: Um, I must ask like now that you're in film, but you're also still a nurse, do you feel like nursing was your purpose for the moment? Or do you feel like it's still your purpose or do you feel like film is your purpose or both?
0: So I believe that, um, you know, In the hospital, like, you know, people do ask me this question, like, you know, film, you're so great at film. Why, why, why was it that you went into film before, right? However, you have to remember that um, God will give you a job prior to you birth in ministry. So, you know, Jesus was a carpenter before he birthed ministry. Paul was a religious, uh, you know, Pharisee before he birthed ministry, um, Moses was the Prince of Egypt before he birthed ministry. So God will give you a job prior and the job that He gives you more than likely will kind of correlate with whatever God wants to do with you in your ministry. So remember that Moses Moses was someone who was in Egypt. He was a prince. A lot of people don't know that the reason why uh, Moses God placed Moses in e- in the in the palace because the Egyptians were writers. They, you know, Egypt was where paper and pen came, the hieroglyphics. They yes, knew how to yes. document. So God knew that, and Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. So Moses had to learn how to hire, do hire, to, to document, you know, what was going on at the time and write the first five books. So there was a purpose as to why he was a prince of Egypt and he had, because there was things there he had to learn in order to be, you know, Moses, who God wrote the, you know, did the 10 commandments and wrote down the 10 commandments wrote the bible and stuff like that. There was all purpose in every season of Moses' life.
1: Amen. Yeah. You know. Indeed. So I want to I want to ask like what was the necessary steps that you had to take to draw yourself away from nursing to to focus more on you know mm-hmm. filming.
0: Um okay, so you know when I started to film, it was the summer of 2020. Okay. And at the time, I was just playing around with it. I didn't really think that I was going to become a film director, honestly. I submitted a little, because it was summertime, we didn't have any COVID patients at the time. So the hospital wasn't packed. So I said, you know what? Let me just take this time to really kind of play around with this. I created a small piece. I submitted it to Sony. Sony never looked at my work. So I thought to myself, um, okay, whatever, maybe it was worth a try and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I uh, put the camera down. I was gonna go back for my masters because I thought I was like, all right, Gary, you, you kind of. <laughs> do this. Yeah. And I put the camera down for about a month, and I got a dream after, and it was go and pick back up the camera, go and pick back up the camera, because mm. I. Had- And that was the moment of me realizing, like, oh my God, this is, I like this is real. This there's this is real because this was scary. I put the camera down, and I got dream that I got to go pick up back the camera. So I said, well, if I'm gonna create, what am I gonna create? And lo and behold, I went to work and I was sitting, and this was during the time of the second wave that had hit New York City. And I was sitting at work and I was just kind of looking around the unit. And as I'm looking around the unit and I see the nurses is running and I see the doctors is running and I see nurses are crying and I see the doctors, they're exhausted. And it was like, I saw my movie before me Mm. while I was, because I said, Ari, you're living a movie. This is a movie, but you're on the inside. You're not on the outside. You're in it. Right. And I was like, oh my God, this is a movie right here. So what I did was I was take care, taking care of COVID patients, but when my patients were sedated and, you know, they were stable, I would be outside and I would start writing the storyline to the movie and I'll mm-hmm. be outside Managers was coming, they was like, what are you writing? And I'm just like, I'm going to make a movie, right? And, like, it sounded crazy. And I was just like, yeah. And then I, I would have my phone up against my computer, you know, my 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 um, my um documenting computer and stuff. And I would be sitting in school. I was in school, like, learning about how to do documentaries and stuff and um, writing out everything. I wrote up the storyline. And I was in school. I was learning everything. I was learning from other filmmakers mm-hmm. on- a web, uh, you know, some like YouTubes and stuff like that learning. Mm -hmm. And it took a a slow gradual time before, you know, I was learning and then strengthening my craft, going out to film. And then it wasn't until I submitted another piece to Northwell was when it came in third place in a talent show and they said, you need to go to film school. And that's when I started to apply to New York Film Academy in Manhattan. I finished it and um, yeah, it took it. It was definitely a gradual over uh, the course of a year. I was slowly making steps until, what? you know, like I said, with, with purpose, you know, when, when something is your purpose, it eats at you. You can't you can't shake it. It's not something that you can suppress anymore. And I felt like when I was at work, it's crazy that I left nursing because what ended up happening was I found so much joy in creating movies, getting behind the camera, being creative, that when I would go to work, I began to lose a desire for nursing. Not that like my not that saying like I despise nursing, but I was not as excited to go to work anymore because my season in nursing was coming to an end you know mm-hmm. and you ever heard that saying when god wants you to grow he makes you uncomfortable yeah he makes you uncomfortable yes. I, I come into work and i was like dragging my feet to come to work but the moment i leave work i'm running home on youtube you know studying and reading and l- there's so much things to learn about film so it literally eats away at you that you can't shake it it's it's, it's just it, it consumes you
1: yeah that's a that's something that me and Jill recently talked about and i was letting her know that i was in a place where i feel like cuz i do medical coding um and billing and i'm feeling like that's kind of like eh, you know what i mean like i'm not there anymore like i know i'm working i'm fine with it i'm just not there Anymore mentally. So it's kind of like, and I know, and she knows for myself that my passion is somewhere else. And she keeps telling me, like, that's your word. Like, and we made sure that that was my word for this year. Mm -hmm. So it's, I I get what you mean. Like, sometimes it just eats at you and eats at you until Mm -hmm. you have no, like, that's all you think about. You wake up thinking about it, you be at work thinking about it. And Mm
2: -hmm agree because like um, me and Cece were talking about at one point um but I remember with me and fitness I I, I just wasn't comfortable and I mean I had to have this conversation because we were doing podcasting full-time we were doing one like an episode every week every week pushing it out and uh, with the new job being a single mother and then doing it every week I'm like I'm not doing what I was called to do Mm-hmm. I'm not doing what. I went on a seven-day fast. No, no, it was three days. Mm-hmm. It was. I did a Daniel fast. Why I say Daniel fast? I did the fast where you eat nothing mm. for three mm-hmm. days. I That's did cr- it. The, I did it the weekend of Easter. I went Friday. No, I went Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Nothing. All I did was drink tea and water. I didn't Mm -hmm. even cracker. I got to the point where I got lightheaded on the second day. Mm -hmm. All I would do is sleep. I got lightheaded just walking from my room to the bathroom. And on that third day, I kind of felt like, okay, God, I did this for nothing. Because (laughs) you did not answer my question. You didn't do nothing. Like you didn't even tell me nothing. Right, right. And it was the last day. I woke up at five in the morning, and I say five in the morning because that's when the light just was coming up outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I woke up, said, "This is day three. I can't even sleep because I'm hungry." To be honest with you, because I ain't eaten three days, and I'm like this. I break my fast in two hours, and I've been from you. And it was then when I did that last prayer to break my fast. When I'm like, all right, you know, God, eh. that last prayer to break the fast is when I got my answer. When he revealed to me straight up two things, let go of your marriage, leave mm-hmm. him to me. Mm-hmm. You need to get away. That's why when people ask me, do you feel like you did everything you could say, yeah. marriage?" I say, yes, I did. Do but you feel like being a divorced woman? I do. Because I would never do it without God's go ahead. And when he told me, you need to let him go. Leave him to me. That was right. number one. Number two was, I will give you the income if you walk in your purpose. Mm. If you listen to what I'm telling you to do, if you walk in what I'm designing you to do, Don't worry about the income. So, my slogan is you make the impact, I'll bring the income. That's what I was told. You do the impact lives, I will bring you the income.
0: Right, right. So,
2: getting those two words after fasting, that's when I was able to say, This is my purpose. Right. And that's why I don't doubt it. But you're right where you say you had to listen and start walking in it. Because mm-hmm. he will shut your mouth. Like the time when I couldn't talk because Kavino was like, I knew this was coming, Jill. And we mm-hmm. sat and talked about doing things part-time with the podcast. Because I said to her, I, I'm not resting at night. I'm not at peace. The, it's, the Bible said, Who the Lord loves, he chases. And he would chase you to the valley and back to tell you, hey, rope it in. So do you feel like not only were you being chased, but do you feel like that's what propelled you into it and gave you a sense of security knowing that filming is for you, knowing that you've gotten the dreams? But also, yeah. yeah. So I feel
0: you- like, I feel like when, you know, so just to add on to the story, um, just like how you prayed about everything, you know, because. It was until while I was in film school, I was just about to start film school. um, I was sitting down. I was in deep thought, right? And I like put the connections together that... Remember, I was supposed to go to L.A. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. L.A. had nothing to do about filmmaking, uh, nurse travel nursing. L.A. had everything to do with filmmaking as a film director, because it's Hollywood. And it wasn't until I... I like I put the connection and I started to cry because it started to start to get anxious. Like, oh my God, that was what LA was about. That was what LA was about. And then it was just like I heard God speak and say, "It is." And now open your phone and look at your Facebook. And when I opened my phone and looked up at my Facebook, I had a picture there of me overlooking California's landscape. That's what I thought I was looking at. However, oh when I opened the picture, it was actually a picture of me standing in front of the Hollywood sign from a far distance I didn't even know I was standing in front of it you know I, yeah. I thought I was just ta- I was just taking the picture just overlooking but I don't know in the picture with the positioning everything it just yeah. so happened I was in front of it and so what ended up happening was he was like your destiny was before you the whole time oh wow and and I was like, oh, MG, I got I got goosebumps, you know, <laughs> I, I was crying. I cried. I cried. I told my mom, I was like, mom, this is about um, Hollywood. Me going to Hollywood as a director. And I said, and it's time. And he was telling me, it's time to quit your job. You know,
1: mm-hmm. and I,
0: I'm like, oh, my God, because, you know, nurses, we, you know, nursing. Everybody know nurses is, a, is the, the pay for nursing is lucrative, you know, and mm-hmm. we only so I could have been doing back and forth, you know, do nursing and doing film. Um, But, you know, he was just like, I, like you said, he wanted to put me in a position where I would only depend on his income. You know, Mm -hmm. like, he didn't want me to be on my own security, with my own thing, just completely devote yourself to me. And I must say that there were times where I was out of work, I wasn't getting any paychecks and whatnot, like from my job. But and I'm going to say this as a testimony, uh, miraculous money would just end up in my account to pay for my bills. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it came from, nothing. But Mm -hmm. they were just being deposited into my account. And that was me beginning to realize the miracles of what God can do when someone steps out on their purpose and go out and oh and and do his thing because he will take care. If you're working for him, he's gonna take care of you. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't worry. I, I didn't even have to worry anymore. Like, I'm not supposed to work as a nurse. I'm only supposed to work as a film director. And my finances, he takes care
2: of. I know that's I right. That's right. That, yeah, that, I know that's right,
0: friend. I that, know that's girl. That, your thing. I, I like, I know because I've had, I've, you know, I've had moments where I don't work for weeks and like, I'll be going low on my phones and he'd be like, oh, here's some money and random, don't know where it comes from, whatever just comes right into my account. So, you know, and he gave yeah. me, and you know, one last confirmation that he did give me, he will always confirm. If you ask him for confirmation, he will confirm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I was the last day hold on, let me get it, let me get it, let me get
2: it, <laughs> <laughs> so let me get it, I'm gonna get it,
0: so the last day, the last day I had went to work, that was my last day, right, I didn't incorporate this in my folly or dreams, because I felt like it would have been too long and dragged out, um, was when I got to work um, that day, there were some nurses that didn't know that I was leaving. One of the nurses um, had just came back from California and then she heard that I'm leaving that last day. That was my last day. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so happy that I got to see you today though. And I was like, yeah. I was like, she's like, yeah, because I bought you a gift, a souvenir. And I was like, okay. And then she says, "Um, I was looking for all the nurses on the unit, souvenirs for everyone, but I could only find your name right and i was like okay she sure. said she said i'm gonna go get the gift and she goes and gets the gift girl this is my last day and i've been asking god for confirmation the whole entire day. i'm like god this is my last day if this ain't it find a way to tell me today Lord. <laughs> this is what this woman comes and brings me it was a magnet oh my gosh time. look at that look away. at that and the movie symbol the movie symbol so <laughs> that is crazy that uh, that is that i said there it is there go the confirmation because she doesn't know she didn't know about the whole hollywood thing nothing so she didn't even know to go get this you know what i'm saying but this was the confirmation for me to know you yeah you you, you listen
1: <laughs> listen okay like oh my gosh like yeah. right over here in awe okay so really quick no for real like now i know why i got the vision that i got when i got it okay for me i know there's a fear factor right like there's Mm -hmm. some type of hesitation so i want to know like what was some of your hesitations or like things that you was kind of conflict about going into filming
2: you said the words out my mouth um cc i was i was also going to bring up the fact that people don't know but ariana as young as she is she suffered a stroke yeah see that, that hindered so i was gonna pinpoint off of your question <laughs> I feel like there was things that tried to block you from doing it yes. right, right take your life or something from doing it
1: yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Of yeah. Course. um
0: yeah you know you know just to talk to speak on cc's uh, question you know yes um so there are something called Napoleon Hill uh, writes a book called "Outwinning the Devil. and he speaks about the six fears that humans feel when they're about to step out into venturing off into their purpose, their dreams, you know, mm-hmm. whatever they're destined here to do, right? The six fears is illness, old age, death, um, I, uh, criticism. Got the other mm-hmm. one, but the main one that he speaks about is poverty. People mm-hmm. are afraid to step out on their dreams because they feel that it won't bring them any income, mm-hmm. they don't feel that they yep. will flourish. And very poverty is so crippling that it's what keeps us in line in our jobs and you know takes disrespect and all these things, you know what I'm saying? Because we of this fear of poverty that is the fear that God won't provide, you know, we, you know, step out and, and we won't flourish in it. Right. So yes, there were those fears. However, now to bring into what Jalisa is bringing in with the strokes, I experienced the stroke. I have experienced COVID-19. Um, I almost died in a car accident as well. So mm-hmm. I, I've ran into death, I would say about three times, And um, to be honest with you, I feel like those things had to happen in order for me to lose fear because I'm no longer, I'm fearless now. I don't have Mm -hmm. any fear, you know what I'm saying? Because when you're looking at death in the face, right? Um, Mm -hmm. It's terrifying, most mortifying thing, forget being broke, it's okay, it's fine, I'll, I'll survive being broke. But death is like, mm-hmm. okay, like, this gotta be the most terrifying ever because what happens after death, really, you know what I'm saying? Right. So God had allowed me to, you know, have these run-ins with death so I can just lose fear in, in its entirety, you know what I'm saying? So even now to die, it's just like, oh, I finally get to rest, you know what I'm saying? I don't even have the, the fear of death anymore, you know what right. i does require you to be fearless and you know and not let those things hinder you from where you're supposed to go
2: amen yeah, yeah that COVID-19 thing with you no jeez oh gosh yeah. I'd almost man. died from COVID I was yeah. texting girls calling her all day and knowing your soul <laughs> it was like
0: it was Yah! a scary it was a scary experience for sure you know I think it was more scary than a stroke honestly <laughs> you
2: know what's so funny though let me tell you
0: <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to die. That's why I didn't go to the hospital. Because you can't die until you fulfill purpose. Mm. You can't die. You got to fulfill the purpose and then you die. That part. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. so purpose is really even that important that you can't die until you fulfill it. Mm-hmm. Very There's been many research where Um, people who have near death experiences in the hospitals Mm -hmm. or
2: wherever
0: they, they return. And most of the times when they return, it's because they got more work to do. They're always told that you have more Mm -hmm. work to do. So there's purpose for you to do it on the earth. Like you're supposed to be carrying out this. So purpose is really that it's so important that you cannot die unless you
2: complete it. I, mean, I, I agree a hundred percent. I agree. Knowing your purpose in the film industry, now, what do you hope to a what are your goals to accomplish? Not hope. We hope nothing's gonna happen. Hope mm-hmm. to in the film industry. Like, what are you trying to put your stamp on to be remembered by? What right. are you in the way for? Right.
0: Um, you know. My plan is to find the beauties, find the beauty in people in their suffering Mm. and bring it to the forefront to inspire others who are walking in similar walks, you know, to encourage them and to uplift them. That's... Mm. that's main so that's mainly what my plan is with my films is to inspire others you know I just created my film follow your dreams on YouTube and it's basically about you know venturing out going out onto your thing but however I came from South Jamaica Queens which is the you know neighborhood where 50 Cent, Nicki Minaj, all these rappers came from right all these you know well-known rappers was the area of poverty, drug use, prostitution, everything, you name it, it was there. And there was so many things going on around me that I feel like I became numb to that I felt like was just the norm. But now that I'm outside, if I'm looking at it, like that was just not normal, right? But when you're like suffering, when you're in a in a place, a sunken place, you are not aware of your environment, right? Mm-hmm. So I felt like I had to be pulled out to look back now and says, now go and tell their stories and shed light on these people's lives, you know? And those are my plans. You know, we have Ava DuVernay, we have, um, you know, Ava DuVernay actually is my favorite uh, female director, being that she really does uh, speak on a lot of social injustice, Um, uh, She's a woman, female director of African-American, you know, African-American female director, but she uses her platform to talk about the oppressed, right? Social injustice, real stuff, real things that's happening. Like, could I make horror films? Absolutely. I could have somebody dressed up as Freddy Krueger running down, trying to kill somebody with his clothes. Of course, I could probably possibly do that. But how am I really, like... What what am I really contributing to society? Right mm-hmm. with that, right? Mm-hmm. I want to break barriers. I want to be in line with these pioneers, the Ava DuVernays, you know, the um, uh, the director for Moonlight. I want to be in the in the pioneers, like creating a way for the other ones to come after me and let them finish the work and let them speak about things that's going on and inspire other people. Speak mm-hmm. out. Of- have people thinking, you know? Like have people think about certain things and enlighten and educate, you know? That's basically my plan or what I'm planning on doing. And I also want to bridge spirituality and medicine together because there's a disconnect between the spiritual, between spirituality and the medical world, right? The medical world pays no Mm attention to or no, put no emphasis and no importance on spirituality. However, if your spirit is sick, it will trickle over into your medical, your mental, your physical health. You know what I'm saying? Your mother dies. God forbid if your mother dies and you're depressed, right? You don't need to be on antidepressants because your mother died. That's a part of life. So that's what I'm saying. It's learning how to heal the spirit. You need to be healed from the grief of your mother passing. become whole again. And then go back out and be restored, right? But the thing is that, like I said, pharmaceutical companies pharmaceutical companies cannot benefit off you trying to do these things. So they say, okay, right. you know what? We're going to prescribe you some antidepressants, and we're going to make money, and you're going to be on these medications for the rest of your life, and that's it. Very, that.
2: very true. Because I work in I work in the pharmacy industry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, my gosh, I've never realized how much of a money-making it is, but also it's money-making, but also um, how quick doctors are to just prescribe so many things to So what are
0: you trained to do? Honestly, like you're coming, you see, but it's not their fault. You know, you, we have to understand that it's also not their fault, right? Because imagine you come to a doctor and you tell a doctor like, um, doc, I'm depressed. And the doctor says, all right, go pray. <laughs> and like, you know what I'm <laughs> it's like, you know, so mm-hmm. what do you expect them to do? Honestly, right. That's right. Doctor, It's really to let the public know, learn to discern what it is that you're dealing with. Are you indeed dealing with a medical issue or are you dealing with something spiritual? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Very true. I love issue, it. You need to learn to discern what are you dealing with, right? Yeah, there's a clear... Now, not every depression is, you know, is is, is spiritual, right? right? There are depression where the brain is not releasing enough dopamine and whatnot. And yes, medication yeah. will help compensate, right? Mm-hmm. So we... Right, but the thing is that who makes that decision, Right. Is it you who sit down and you have to sit down and be like, I'm depressed, but why am I depressed though? Am I depressed because I need, you know, is that a mental issue or am I depressed because of life, the things that has happened to me in life, which has caused me to become depressed. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. Mm-hmm. If you're happy, if happy all of a sudden, and all of a sudden it just become a low. Of course, yeah. there's a balance, there's a chemical imbalance in, ban- in the brain, but yeah. then if they Happening, then it requires that person to work, work on their situation. Most of the times, like honestly, once you become on these antidepressants or stuff, you stand on it for the rest of your life. You're not going to get off of it. You're dependent on it.
2: Who wants yeah. to be dependent? On it? Really, that's very true. And you know, um doctors they make their cut off of it as well. They make oh, yeah. their cut. They make. Oh their yeah, cut. definitely they pay doctors for that. But and also, you're right. I think Americans right now, um, people in general. They want a quick fix. Yeah. They don't want
1: to I was hold just out. thinking it.
2: They don't want to discern. They don't want to say, oh, you know, God got me because they feel like God's timing is too long. They rather just take all these medications. And sometimes, like when I'm billing medications, I'm like, one person <laughs> is taking all of this per month, a whole of this that
1: month. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm like,
2: yeah. How does your poor throat even deal with all this? Like, I'm trying to figure this out. You <laughs> I know. Like,
1: girl, are- what I do?
0: Yeah, I'm, I be dispensing them, so I know. <laughs> I know how much you, girl. I be sitting there like, child, you on all of these? Yes! But- is that so that's what that's I think that's my also my my purpose and reason that was also God's reasoning for place me placing me as an issue because I had to like see these things and you know experience these things in order to you know now speak about it you know so Mm -hmm. I did my dues in nursing, you know, I did my thing in nursing. I was an ICU nurse for about. I was ICU nurse majority of and majority of my nursing career. And I think once you're in ICU, honestly, what is it that you haven't seen? You've seen it all, you and know. True. So, honestly, like I feel like um, now I'm in a position where I can speak about these things and speak about experiences and stuff like that for sure. Absolutely,
2: you know. I love that. Especially like what you're <laughs> so you're more focusing on like documentaries and making a voice for those, which is yeah. awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, eventually. Well,
0: yeah, I believe also too I'm going to be making narrative films, which is like, you know, actors, actors, you know, real movies, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I will be making those sort of movies. However, uh, I'm broke right now. Movies require a <laughs> lot of money. <laughs> no,
2: they do. They, they do. They have a
0: budget in order for you to create it right and it's mostly yeah. you know it's millions of dollars that they give you they so, do yeah so you got to make like they're going to be like okay like we like this sort of movie um here is like 200 million we're going to give this to you just go create it right so that's usually how it goes um yeah, so I, I i do see that one day like you know i will be creating um narrative films as well but for right now i do love documentaries documentaries is so real it's so raw it's so i love i love it i've always loved documentaries you know what i'm saying so yeah. i think that I'm gonna be piggybacking between narratives documentaries you
2: know Not true i love that okay. voice giving a voice to those now why do you feel here i got a last question that <sighs> there black women in that industry why do you feel like we shy away from that so much and Mm. like it's really a male dominated industry
0: yeah
2: yeah Um, you know we
0: just started getting into the film industry honestly like you know it had come on spike lee was probably like the first you know, like real well. You know, we we've had yeah. directors. Had directors. You know, we've had Hype Williams. We had Spike Lee. Um, you know, and it then it's crazy because we don't really have much of even black male directors, right? So we only got those are like only two that I really kind of know about, right? Yeah, um, sure. Now think about women. It's not really much women. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think for me, for my advantage is that um, we have Issa Rae, great director. We have Ava DuVernay, another fantastic director. We have Halle Berry, who's now challenging. You know, th- these women are stepping out into it now. We got Halle Berry, who's you know directing her own films. We got Regina King.
1: We yeah. have
0: we have some women that's out there that's working. However, mm-hmm. we don't got women on the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? We don't have women on the East Coast. It's mostly men. And un- unfortunately, the men that's on this side, they're kind of like running gun, like, all right, let me just do some music videos, pay my bills, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, you gotta go into this knowing what you wanna do. You know what I'm saying? You can't do this for the money. It's not about, for me, it's not about the money. If it was about the money, I'd have never left my job. Right? So. For me, it was about purpose. It was about doing what I wanna do. I made money. I've been making over six figures since I was 21 years old. It was never about money, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But for me, it was just like, yo, I, I need to make purpose. Like I see people here, they're suffering and their stories need to be heard. And there's, when this mother's grieving, this mother can, you know, help another mother who's lost her son, you know what I'm saying, by just my film, just me translating mm-hmm. that. You know, so I said, you know what? I'm gonna they gonna dominate the West Coast, and I'm gonna take over the East Coast, <laughs> and I'm gonna take. That so, yeah, we don't even have much much men to begin, but much less women. You know what I'm saying? You know, blacks in
1: Hollywood,
0: blacks in Hollywood. Honestly, um, when they were portrayed in in films, they were always portrayed in the sense of. You know, be the thug or be illiterate or be like you know, yeah. black ever were really portrayed in in Hollywood films as like intellect, you know, intelligent like the the royalty that we really are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're so gifted. We were always portrayed like, oh, you're stupid, you you you're poor, you're in poverty, you guys are crackheads, you guys are thugs. Like that's yeah. how we. And then they influence the minds of everyone, right? And that's why I think that when um, the Black Panther came, like, mm-hmm. I, that was really like a film where it's like showing black excellence. You know what I'm yes. saying? So True. so finally we get to, I think that person, you know, the guy, I think he was a black director too. The director for that film was yes, a black director, yes, yes. you know? So, yeah like we we're now emerging, you know it's, it, this is our time you know so I'm just gonna just try to get up on and try to do my own you know? I know
2: that, right.
0: get a great camera do my own thing you know
2: so let me know something you've been working on you You work on some projects let's know what you've been doing so far like what you've got you know, know, to put, put yourself out there what you've been doing lately so uh, um so
0: um I, I created a documentary. Um it's called it's, it's it's based off the pandemic. It is a documentary where I gathered up 20 healthcare workers and it was healthcare workers along with even patient, a patient, a survivor, COVID survivor, and I had them tell the, the coronavirus story through their lenses, right? So mm-hmm. I didn't just want to get down to just a nurse and a doctor, right? I didn't want to just do that. Like I Mm -hmm. wanted everybody to have a voice on this film, right? To let Mm -hmm. them know what the secretaries were feeling, the traumas that the secretaries felt. Like we had a secretary who worked alongside another secretary. They're both always on shift together, working together, best Mm -hmm. friends. And they both catch COVID at the same time. One dies,
1: 32
0: autistic boys, right? And the other one survives, right? These were the real traumas that was taking place during the pandemic when the first wave had hit. And you know, we were like the pioneers. New York was the pioneer, the pioneers for the COVID. So we didn't know what we was doing. So um, my, my film talks, it, it basically sheds light on the different traumas from different, different, different um, roles in healthcare secretaries. You know, we had nurses that were pregnant that caught COVID and caught the pneumonia. We had doctors, you know, that was there on the battlefield, respiratory therapists, um, the nurse educators who didn't even know how to educate the staff because this was novel. It was brand new. Right. So you're hearing it from different with the struggles between everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and, you know, like uh, Northwell, my my hospital system. Uh, the, I think it was a PR, someone from the PR department had heard about it and loved the idea. And so now we're in the process of, you know, getting all the legal papers together. They're getting, they're trying to work on getting access for me to come into the hospital and film. Um, so that's going to be my first major, uh, feature length film, you know, Mm -hmm. is about the pandemic, what I lived through.
1: That is what's up. I love that. I can't wait to
2: see that. My gosh. And you've also done some other stuff.
0: I also have um, that's my first. I also have another film that I'm currently working on, too. Um, This one is a little bit more urban. Um, It's about a young kid who uh, loses his grandfather. He loses and nearly loses his mother during the pandemic. Right. And in the midst of all of that, he's super depressed, right? Because his mom and whatnot is sick. His grandfather, he just lost. And they're a very tight knit family. And um, he ends up going out, I think, like a couple of months after, like, you know, two months, I would say, after his um, grandfather passed on, his mother's sick. And he goes to help a friend with a bike. And a shootout takes place in New York City, of course. That always happens over here and um he gets shot you know he gets shot he almost dies and in his um in his coma uh his heart stops and when his heart stops he sees his grandfather in a near-death experience and his grandfather says it's not your time son and it's t- uh and i'm okay don't worry about me i'm fine you just go back and you have more work to do and he mm-hmm. sends him and 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 he sends him back to the body. He goes back into his body, and he comes back. And lo and behold, right after he does that, I would say like a belief a year after his shooting, um, he meets with me. And he 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 did like I discover him, and then I take on his story to do his film. So his story is going to be another, I think, interesting, uh, an amazing film too, because it's very relatable. What goes on here in wow. New York City?
2: Wow.
1: Yeah. And you did this. I'm intrigued already. Like I'm ready.
2: <laughs> yeah, me too. You have no idea. Me too. She also <laughs> did it for Champions. Was a champion. like you did like a, a... Yeah.
0: yeah, so I um so those are like little short gigs that I do, you know, just to make a little quick buck. Um Champion, they're you know, they're doing they're having the super fleece. Um it's a new clothing thing that they have, and um they needed a director to interview the um the models. You know, so I was called on set for that. And, you know, I was supposed to also be doing like a documentary for, for celebrities as well, you know. Um, I had talked with some rappers in the past to do a film for them as well. So, you know, there's some things that's cooking, you know, for now, but for yeah. right now, those are my two confirmed films that I'm working on right now.
2: That's yeah. That's what's up. And so for the for our listeners, and we call them our problematics, um where can they find you where can they (laughs) get in contact with you see your films yeah tell us everything where we can find you at
0: okay so i just started my youtube channel so i don't know what my youtube i don't even think i created like a youtube like you know name or website for my youtube is yet uh but my my film they can find my uh my film my youtube channel by you know typing in follow your dreams from nursing to filmmaking um, that would lead you to my page because I really don't know the name um, thing and also too it's a very inspirational p- film they should definitely go and watch it yes um, in terms of I do have a website Ariana Evans um, www, films.com wwwarianana that and I have my Instagram underscore Ariana films. So, you know, there's different platforms that they can, you know, find me on. I really should put my YouTube on my, on my thing now, Come think thinking about it. <laughs> I just yeah. started, started it the other day, so. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just.
1: Start- Get it popping.
0: I'm trying, girl, I'm trying. Like, it's so hard. <laughs> like, it's hard to create, like, you know, I create films, you know, like, I just finished a film just now for, you know, a friend of mine who passed on, you know, he died to gun violence. So um, I just created a film for their family. So look out for that. That should be, you know, it's very short, but, you know, it's very, like, touching. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to juggle everything, creating the documentary, yes. doing projects on the side and then trying to do your own little YouTube, thinking of things and stuff. But when they come, I will I will be keeping up with the YouTube.
2: Yes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> if Our followers have definitely check out um, her film, Was Fall Your Dreams? Going from nursing to filming. It is inspirational. It is definitely, I'm gonna say, you you, you put your foot into that one right there. Because, you know when you watch something you're like, okay, let me see how this is gonna look. And I'm like, the heck? I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, okay, let me see about her little film. And then I'm like, uh, with a, <laughs> with a cotton picket the hair <laughs> this girl went all straight hollywood like it looked like something i've seen on e2 hollywood story on the tv <laughs> screen and even her sitting down like yeah you know i was like Ooh. <laughs> i did not know my uncle hector on the bodega i, oh, was, I yeah.
1: know a lot of things and it was like yeah, wow. yeah. it was, was really trans- that transparent on that film i'm not even gonna lie like I was thinking
0: to myself, like you know, I, I created that film for film school. That was my last film school. My professor was like, "Oh, fantastic! Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. Expect like, nothing but greatness from you." <laughs> but um, he, he was so, like, you know, when I when I it was hard to be transparent because letting people into like who I was, yes, yeah. right? yeah. like myself out there, let people know that I had a stroke, like you know, all those things. Um, it is hard. You know, where your suffer is, where your story is. That's where you're supposed to speak on, you know. And um, and I did that film. Honestly, I was very sick. with. I had caught COVID again, right? And I was very sick. I had what? caught COVID. <laughs> wow. So I was very sick when I created that film. But I was downstairs because I was in isolation. I was downstairs. And I was just, because everybody was away from me, um I just left me no time just to really put my all into that film mm-hmm. and when I saw the beauty of it at the end I was like oh you know like this is like
1: better than what yes. you had to do one of these <laughs> yeah I was like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah my friend I watched friend, it I loved it
0: yeah when it you is- talk going to Hollywood like he was like oh, oh but when we saw that film we like oh nah she gonna make
2: it she gonna make it yeah <laughs> uh, J- legit. I was like, okay, a little filming, filming, a little filming, filming. Yeah, and then I'm like,
1: listen, oh, you need film some extra filming. We ain't filming. We still ain't filming, filming. Yeah, yeah, I said,
2: baby,
0: yeah, girl. Listen, like, <laughs> I want to my people inspired. Like, <laughs> like when you no, when you want us in comedies, I want you to be like. Feel empowered. That's what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted empowerment. You know, that was really the ending to that film. I, I choose the. It's crazy. I choose like the heroic action song, like you know, music. You know, to you know, accompany what I was saying and what I was doing. And, and you know, I, I was like, you know what? It's it's her, it, it sounds very actiony, but that's what I want my people to feel. Like I want my viewers to feel. Like I want them to feel like as if like they can take on anything that's in front of them. Like whatever it is yes. that you want to do, right? You know, do it. You know, so you know, yes. Um, yes. You know that's them. I you know a lot of people had loved that film, honestly.
2: But you know what? <laughs> Definitely two things when you watch that film and I'm telling our problematics to go and watch it. Because <laughs> number one, you being raw like that made it the gave it the impact that it needed. Yeah. you posing all those things because for me I remember this dude slid in my DMs and said you need to stop bashing your baby daddy you need mm-hmm. and I'm on my page like I don't even mention this man on my page mm-hmm. like what are you talking about he was referring to me mentioning my hurt from the you know the addiction the the yeah. he was referring that by me mentioning that struggle the mm-hmm. hurt the pain um that it would turn people away and it would mm-hmm. turn people off and no man wants to come on your page and see that your per- your prospective husband in the future but then i got an influx of women inboxing me saying i didn't know you were going through that oh my god right right yeah it? right do you know this so mm-hmm your rawness made your film not only relatable but it made me feel like damn she's been through all this and look at her she's mm, going yeah. her purpose so that made me that confirmed for me that you have to show your rawness because it's hard for yeah. me to tell people i've been through a divorce I'm not single. and but now it's like no no that's your story but another thing that hit me was i lost train of thought your rawness but also
1: um gosh it left my mind Good. Good. So, no but I, I would say it? that we saw the vision through your eyes like we saw we got to to see you right you know I'm saying so it's kind of like you brought us to you and we feel you make people feel relatable in the sense of like oh I can I can do this now I know I can do it if she did it I know I can do it you know what I mean and it makes feel more relatable. I got you know. I got you, girl. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yes, did you, did. you the end of the film makes you feel like you need to walk in your purpose. Like yeah watching it, yeah. I was like, "Well, do so? Are you really doing hundred percent what you're supposed to be doing? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, there's never too late to go into that which you should be doing. So at the right. end of the film, it made me feel like, like, dang." I need to yeah. kind of get on that good foot right now and stop playing. Mm-hmm. That's how like, felt that way.
0: Follow your dreams. That was it. Follow literally my dreams. I followed my dream. You know, that's yeah. why I took that title for the film because it was about me getting a dream and I followed it. <laughs> like and, I, and here I am, you know what I'm mean? saying? A film director. No
1: lie.
0: I thought it was like so important for me. It was important for me to be real. It's important to me for me to be raw because um, I wanted my viewers to feel relatable to me. Like, I don't want them to feel like, oh yeah, she's just some like thing. I want them to be like, no, like I've been here. Like I talked about my stroke. I was once sick. You know, I had, a, I talk about a breakup on air. I once went through a breakup. Like, you know what I'm saying? I went through to- mm-hmm. these. You know, so like all the things that you feel like, oh, this can't be the reason why I did it because I had a stroke or I had this or I had COVID. Oh, this can't be the reason because I'm going through a breakup. I never let any of that stop me. You know what I'm saying? And anything, all those things push me you know, into keep fighting, keep fighting. There has to be a reason as to why I'm going through all these things, you know what I'm saying? And I had to figure it out, like trying to figure out. And I ain't let nothing stop me, you know, nothing. And, um, and like I said, everything that happened was for a reason, you know, like everything from the beginning, even from the stroke, I would definitely say the stroke was the beginning, was the domino effect. Because mm-hmm. then, stroke right and then came the breakup you know so it there, there was a breaking process that was taking place at that time because it was a stroke that first hit me and then after that then came a very devastating breakup then after that breakup came covid-19 right so it was a constant breaking that was taking place you know but like they say some women some women, they get birthed from the fire. And I was just one of those women. Like, you know, oh, I said, here. nope, absolutely not. I'm going to pick myself up, dust myself off, and rise up, you know?
2: That's what and I'm that, talking about.
0: So, you know, here I am now. And I'm doing what I'm, you know, God placed me on the earth to do. And, you know, I'm inspiring other people to do, you know, to do what, what they're here for. You're not here mm-hmm. to to be at a well if that's god's intent for you if you find joy and happiness and peace in that job and that's where you that's where you feel your purpose is, then by all means do it
2: i, However, if that's yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like <clears> oh my god i hate and i'm dragging my feet every single day to come here then it's probably not where you're supposed to be right I, and i agree it's I time agree. for you to you know start making yeah. plans man. yeah start making and goggle once god give you that okay to let you know yep. and give it confirmation,
2: mm-hmm.
0: time to go it's time to go time like, to Go, yes that part month, that confirmation it's time to go
2: go you know uh, what we am going to do
0: i don't care if you got 200 in your bank account go <laughs> like go <laughs> I, you that's,
2: the find title, the, this, that's the title for this podcast this episode i don't care if you got 200 bank account just go Yes.
0: Yes. yes. Go. Just yes. go. That's yes. Go and do it, man. Don't let nothing I got stop it. it. Yeah. So I think it's very important. You know,
2: definitely you very important. The question before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Question if I can ask it, actually Because um, usually we say to wrap up our episode, we always ask any last words that you would tell. Yeah somebody who's like yo i see ariana yo she is she inspiring. is getting into the she's in the film industry she's inspiring mm-hmm. she's doing this like that person that's gonna be watching this because they gonna be watching this and uh-huh. thinking i want to do film what are you what right. are you gonna tell them because remember you paving ways friend you're paving ways <laughs> this people what are you telling the person you paving the way for what would you tell them
0: follow your dreams that's it
1: <laughs>
2: that's it. Bye.
1: Follow
0: your dreams. You if you if <laughs> yeah, bye.
1: follow your dreams. Follow, follow your, your dreams. dreams.
0: Follow your dreams. That's it. You know, whatever that's, yeah.
1: that's true.
0: Go for it. I think, go. Yes, I think that's
1: the title. No, follow your dreams. Yeah, no, I think that's the title. Follow your dreams. I still like. I still like.
2: You, I know you still like even that. if you got 200 dollars in your account, follow your dreams. I it. <laughs> I like that part. I love I like that $200 that part. part. How can I tell me?
1: <laughs> Just a combination I of the $200. Follow yes. your dreams. Follow no no your dreams. That's what I'm no 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 talking about. Dreams. That's,
0: that's my advice. I love every, it. Whatever you dream about. I've, there's so many things of, you know, going out and, you know, Walt Disney said, um, you know, your dreams can come true if you have the courage to pursue them. You know, courage, strength. You can bring, if you have the courage to pursue them. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't have bravery to go and pursue them, but follow right. them. It will take you to that's some amazing, special, you know. So that's what we
2: hear the highest right. act of inspire. First and foremost, let mm-hmm. me let our followers know that go and follow her on Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> YouTube. Okay, so you where to go. Follow us, uh, watch that. Watch the go watch
1: You it. Right. <laughs> We don't have to post able. a clip for her so they can know like this is what you got to go watch. Okay. Yes. Yes. We'll post- yes, we're gonna post a clip.
2: <laughs> and for the people, when you do slide in her DMs, don't be asking about your single now. Ask about the film. Cause I know y'all yeah. me. Okay. <laughs> Let's just start the one. Oh. I ain't got no time, but, you, know, you
0: know, I have <laughs> yeah. I'm focused on my films that, like, I don't really have the time to be dating right now. I don't even got it in me. Like, exactly. you know. Okay. You know, That's a I whole got, other job. I work, I work with, I'm not even gonna lie, it's the film industry, and it's a lot of handsome men that I work Woo! with. <laughs> <laughs> I, and that I work with, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> but it's great, you know what? Like even though you know it's 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 learning, it's to be disciplined too. I I had to I had to learn to be disciplined. You can't just be dating and just going ahead and being messy and stuff like that, especially the industry yeah. that you're going over. You know what I'm saying? So you know, just being strong and stuff like that, being a dessert Yeah, I ain't listen, guys.
2: Anybody that's trying to talk to me, <laughs> I don't got the time. <laughs> don't, don't come. Me. I'm trying to get a date. Like, yeah, like, slide in the dance, but a question about the film. Okay, okay. I'm watching y'all. I'm watching y'all. Support the I film. Can't. I can't. Y'all. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But on that note, Ariana, thank you for coming on here and sharing with us about um, being you. a Black Latino woman in film. Because be honest with you, we ain't nobody else. This is a this is something that definitely when you get your Oscar, <laughs> Emmy, and your Grammy and everything, I'll be like, listen, I did a ah! podcast with her in two thousand and twenty-two. Yeah, you know what? let's roll that right. back up, CC, real quick. You know what they're gonna do to us, CC? They're gonna put us in the E. Two Hollywood story about her life, and we'll be like, yeah, you know, she did her first podcast, and <laughs> that, you no. Know, <laughs> we did this.
0: they gonna bring you know? us,
2: This podcast yeah. is
0: gonna be Hollywood.
2: <laughs> yeah, going <laughs> yeah. to Hollywood story. i will be like, for real, yeah. sister first before everybody else, and then everybody yeah. came along.
0: I got it. Yeah, I didn't It's know. these moments where you know, like they believe you, like you know, you guys mm-hmm. believe in me. Ah, I, you know, I'm I that.
2: Yeah. Earth, uh, we do. Appreciate you for just coming on here and talking to us and opening up your world to us, opening mm-hmm. up about your just your confirmation, your purpose, opening up about just every being being very vulnerable also about what you right. went through to be here and yeah. what you are going to accomplish in the future and are accomplishing now. And I know that our listeners are gonna just love this and eat this up because. This is like you say like a unicorn. You're definitely a unicorn in your industry right now. You are definitely not like anybody else. And I'm right. excited standing on the watch, watching from the sides, like that's my this girl system. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna crack everything. You went a documentary coming out in 2025. Y'all heard it here first. She's directing it. So I don't put it out there real quick for people to hear it, okay? I don't put it out there. Real quick
1: for people to hear it, <laughs> Be a Beverly Hills,
2: baby. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so thank you for coming out. You know we love you and we appreciate you. And for those who are listening, once again, this is CCNJ with Ariana, the film extraordinaire director. And <laughs> yeah. with that note, we're going to say bye. Bye.